market is solid, you can sell houses, you've got buyers that can buy houses, the market's like upticking by, you know, five, six, seven percent a year. It's just a super solid market. Right. And then, you know, <laughs> here we are again, and we've been in ex the, ex the world of extremes for the last three years. It's been extreme chaos. Well, hey guys, welcome back. It's been a minute. It has been more than a minute. <laughs> it's been three years of minutes. Lots yeah. of minutes. I welcome back. It's great. I, I will say that as we have fast-tracked over the last couple of weeks to kind of get back around the table and, and restart Sweat the Details, you know, we, we've made we've made some mistakes in the last couple of years, as probably everybody has with decisions and missteps, but this is probably up there with one of the one of the big ones is like letting this uh, fall to the wayside. Um, Agreed. So big, big mistake, but you we're back. Mistakes, you move on. Yeah. It's nice to be in one room and not on three zoom calls doing this, trying to, trying to judge the, the facial expressions and, and have a conversation. Yeah. I think that's probably what kind of pushed us off the other side is yeah. having to deal with, uh, at, you know, at that point, zoom and internet and leaf blowers outside right. and, <laughs> Dogs yep. and family and life. Yep. Yeah. Same room, back again. Sweat the details, and it's uh, 2023, and let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. So we're, we're back. We're back in more ways than one, and we're not going to dwell on this too much. But um, we did do a pod, um, you know, back in the day, making an announcement about some changes in Nest that we had that we partnered and merged with a, um, with a firm, um, in Chicago at properties and it was going great for a while. Um, and as some, sometimes relationships go, they go in amazing ways. And other times like, uh, people and companies grow apart. And, um, you know, from a mutual perspective, we made a mutual decision just recently with, uh, with at properties to, to separate and, and nest. Um, uh, the three of us have, have re repurchased nest, the, the shares in nest, back and we are back and independent and on our own and it's uh super exciting and we're uh we're, we're glad to be to be back in that respect too it's it's hard to explain where we were three years ago that everything felt very different than it does today um but just and we never lost our autonomy. We never lost nah. our leadership Correct. and that so that didn't change but there is something about being truly masters of your own destiny on this. And, and I think our agents feel it. I think our, our leadership team around us feels the difference. Um, and it's just exciting. It's, it's back to, this is what we want to do and how we want to lead it. So, well, I think it's, I think it's great. I think the agents, you know, agents are happy to, it's the three of us back in charge. Um, I think that from a client and consumer base, I'd, I'd wager none of them knew. No, and, no. and we, we weren't. Which was great. Yeah, I think and that, that was a To whole... them, it was, you know, it, was, it was never an issue, never a question, because they just didn't pay attention or know. But for the, for the agent base, um, you know, I think that they're really pleased that we're, you know, they can you know, reach out to us whenever they want. Yep. And you know, we, you know, this is what we said to our agents is we, we said we made the decision. You know, we, we said this three years ago, and we then said it three weeks ago when we told our agents that uh, um, about the, the new news. Um, but we, we made the decision because we thought it was the best thing for our, for everybody at nest, every nester. And, and it was, and it was, it, it yeah. completely was. And we did our due diligence and we did everything and we dug in 
And I'd say if, you know, you know, and I think you're never a hundred percent confident in a decision, but we were 95% confident, maybe more in the decision. And it was the right thing. Um, but you know, here we are and we're super excited and, uh, now it's about, now it's about the future. It's about the future. Yeah. Onward. Exactly. So we've, uh, here we are. Let's talk. Let's talk about you know. And this is a big topic, but um, and we could go on for for hours about it. But let's talk about the last three years in real estate, Jim. What are your thoughts on the last three years? If if somebody came and said, "Hey, what what's happened the last three years? What's the number one or number two or a big thing that in your mind?" It's just a big sigh of exhaustion. It's yeah. been it's been exhausting for agents and brokers and buyers and and sellers sellers. You know this market now. Um, you know, I think there was a concern of sellers coming out of the pandemic that they'd lost the opportunity to sell and they still have it. I mean, there's still a great market for sellers right now in a lot of ways. Um, I think the, the market shifted pretty rapidly. Rates were, you know, two and a half, three percent. Um, buyers were moving all over the country, uh, wherever they wanted to move because they could, you know, zoom from anywhere and everywhere. Um, zoom's stock went through the roof. Uh, it's not through the roof anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's it is it is amazing to think that Zoom currently is below pre-pandemic stock price. Their market cap did not change over three years when it should have. Well, the pendulum just keeps swinging from one extreme to the other. Right. I mean, we're we were at three percent interest rates, and we're at you know six point four two. Yeah. For, yeah. Which is historically, it, it's easy to say that that's a low rate. But I was talking to a client the other day. I'm trying to convince him to sell because, you know, there's no inventory. And he said, um, he said, you have to understand that there's an entire generation of people who've never seen 6%. And I think that it's, you know, reacclimating to this new extreme is something that the consumers and the agents and everybody are getting used to. 50% of all licensed agents in the state of Virginia have never lived through a buyer's market. Well, it's, and, and so it's not just it's not just the buyers and sellers that are adjusting to a new market they've never experienced. The the entire professional community is is dealing with a bunch of people are asking questions they've never seen. I had an agent yesterday who who texted me. Um, we were going over some compliance issues, uh, document wise. He's been in the business a couple of years, has had great success in in business. And yesterday he was asking how to negotiate a home repairs addendum because he's never filled one out. In several years in the business as a buyer's agent, he's never had a home inspection that has warranted going back to the seller asking for something. And this is just this is going to be a new market. This is a changed right. You you can laugh, Jim. Go <laughs> ahead, but it's that's that's what we're. I mean, this is the this is the level of experience because it's been years since we've been in a position where buyers and sellers are on a on an equal footing. Which it, I this is my. 21st, 22nd year, my first, I tell everybody, my first home inspection was on, was on 9-11. So the math is pretty easy. And I remember during the crash, I was sitting down with an agent who's still practicing. She's very successful. And it was her first or second year and she was representing herself to buy her first house. And we, this is, you know, years ago and she came to my office and we sat down and we talked about the offer. And I was like, you know, how, how is the market? How's the market? What do you think about the market? And she looked at me, she's like, what do you mean? This is the only market I've ever known. And I think that that's the thing is that every year I've practiced, it's been different. And there's been very few consistencies throughout. Other than the humans involved, there's been no consistency every single year. So every year is new. 
right. in a lot of ways. And I've, you know, I've learned, you know, things that we learned, you know, we didn't have the escalation clauses three years ago that we have today. We didn't have inspection clauses three years ago with the inspection limiters that we have today. So I think that those are the things that, from a real estate community, we've evolved. I think that it was one thing that it was kind of heartening through the pandemic that the community of realtors and brokers and people was really supportive. And it was something that you always kind of knew that, at least in, in our market, we're small and we're very cooperative. We're competitive. We, we will negotiate hard against each other. But the community was really strong. And we worked together and we helped each other out to, you know, I've, I won't say stolen, I've borrowed clauses from other agents, from attorneys that, that I think that those are the sorts of things that I think we're going to carry forth, you know, you know, not forever, but for the fourth, for the, for the future of working well together and negotiating well and having these clauses and these parts of contracts that I think are, you know, a testament to the, to the community and to the, and frankly, to the, to the pandemic. Yeah, if you think about the, the even you know go beyond three years for the last twenty years because I've been in I've been in for about twenty years now, uh, also not quite as long as you, Jim. But if you look at those, you know, oh, you know the the oh three oh four to oh eight timeline, it was pretty yeah. busy, and then things fell off a cliff right in in, the, in that point in time oh eight oh nine two thousand ten. We were learning sh- short sales, and I remember the first time I read about a short sale, and I'd you know been in the business for six years, and it had been fairly consistent business, and then you start hearing about short sales, and I remember having a, a thought one time and being like, I don't think I'm ever going to have to deal with with this. This is not really going to happen. And then you know within it was forty percent of transactions. Yeah, and then within a, a month, it was like you know every listing you'd go to, it was a first question you would say. It wasn't, you know, what's the price? It Who was the bank it, that we're going to yeah, be negotiating Is this a short with? sale? Right. Yeah. And then, you know, that's like the, the you know, the, the navigation path. It was like, is this a short sale? Yes or no. Right. If yes, then what do I do? If no, then all right, this is going to be relatively normal. But then the question was, well, if it's not a short sale at this price, when is it a short sale? Right. Like if, if it's listed at 350, if I offer 325, is it? And do you have to disclose that? So, so we go through and we had that and then, you know, I, I made this comment at one of our summits a couple of years ago, and I do remember we got kind of a, a laugh, but it was probably in the 2016 time, 2017, and it was, it was probably 2015, 2016, and I, I was talking to our, to our team at the summit, which is a, all of our agents are there, and, you know, made a comment like, this is the glory days of real estate. Like, the market is solid. You can sell houses. You've got buyers that can buy houses. The market's like upticking by you know five, six, seven percent a year. It's just a super solid market. Right. And then you know <laughs> here we are again, and we've been in ex- the ex- the world of extremes for the last three years. It's been extreme yeah. chaos. Yeah. And it's it's what we do. I mean, I think it's just adapting to and evolving with every market. Um, it's 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 fascinating. It's challenging. It's exciting and fun sometimes. It's enormously frustrating. Um, but I think that again, one of the things that that I I like about this market now, uh, in a lot of ways, is the buyers have a little bit more time, a little bit uh, to decide. Um, and I think that what I've also found a lot of a lot of the buyers, you know, for my career, it's usually been like a fifteen to nineteen month process for a lot of people to learn the market. And I'm finding a lot of people are, are back to taking that time. And, you know, 
in trying to learn the market make, because they're recognizing that these are major life decisions and they might be here for 10, 12, 15 years. Right. So I think that they're, that's a good thing that the buyers are doing more due diligence and taking they the have, time. They have a little bit more time to think about it. I mean, I think, but the other piece is where we've been, you know, the last couple of minutes we've been talking about things like clauses for escalation addendums or changes in, in home inspections. Those are responses to the shortage of inventory. Those are responses to the craziness of the market condition. But over the course of the three years, there are also changes that have just taken place in our industry that are improvements to the entire process. And, you know, right before we started, Jim, you were talking about the fact that you've got multiple video tours set up for out-of-town buyers. Mm -hmm. Those are... Those are tools that we didn't have at our disposal easily three years ago that we are now utilizing every single day. That doesn't go away when the ceases to be a seller's market, when when things balance. If there's tons more inventory, you're gonna be doing tons more more video tours. Yeah. I think you know, the 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 changes that we noticed in 09 when we went to DocuSign and we laugh about how much time we saved going to electronic signatures, that type of movement is never going backwards, right? Those are the things that, and Scott Galloway talks a ton about this pandemic didn't change the market. It just escalated the timeline that, that things were happening in and everything just accelerated. I, I think there's just so much about our market that's so much more buyer-seller friendly that is, has changed. I mean, the iBuyer market is, has dried up over the last few years. There's just a ton of the MLS consolidation, these things are, are happening very, very rapidly right now. And they're not, those are not inventory based. No, I mean, I think the iBuyers were something that there was a lot of fear around them, both from a consumer perspective, uh, because they always thought they were competing, you know, with, with, you know, people from other areas and with these big conglomerates. And from the agent's perspective, there was so much fear about the iBuyers were going to you know, change the market in ways that they didn't understand or anticipate. And that was a thing for you know, for a minute. And now it's, you know, you look at the, at the companies that, that specialize in, in that and they're just not doing it anymore. And Zillow tried and I mean, to their credit, they recognized it pretty quickly. Right. It was a mistake. Right. And they got out of it and it's like, well done. Yeah. Redfin followed not quite as quickly and, and backed off on it, but it was a, you know, from a realtor perspective, it was something that we all were paying attention to. And yep. you would look in some of the bigger markets not necessarily markets that we operate in, although, you know, we have we we certainly yeah, are in some of them. In some of them, um, but it was just amazing to see the percentage, the increase in percentage of i buyers that were right. buying houses, and um, you know, over the course of time, look, it's they, it's a strong, it's a strong potential business proposition for somebody to say you can sell your house in a day and don't have to deal with it with open houses and this and that. But then you've got to take into account, Hey, what does that cost? What does that cost me? And it, it's, it's expensive. Um, and I still think that, look, the, the I buyers have, 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 we talk about extremes. Like they, they went from kind of a thing to a big thing and they've fallen off a cliff a little bit. Yep. And what's that Mark Twain quote, you know, the, the stories of my demise or death are greatly exaggerated. I don't think the iBuyer thing is, is dead by any stretch of the imagination. It's going to get tweaked and it's going to mm -hmm. be a part of our industry for a long time. Um, just like there's other business models that are part of our industry for a long time. But right. going back to what's happened in the last three years, of the pandemic, there's been the extreme approach with a lot of 
business models of like, this is going to take over the world and the old way of doing things isn't going to ever, no one's ever going to go on a business trip again. And no one's ever going to, you know, it's all going to be zoom meetings across the country. And look, we've, that's not going to happen. There's a balance in there and I buyers are going to have a place, but they're probably, you know, I read some articles that was like a third of the market's going to be I buyers. Probably not. I don't think so. I mean, I think that it's, it's, you know, one of the things that, you know, to the extremes is that, there was a point in the pandemic where virtually every job listing was offering remote work. And now that's dialed back. As soon as HR departments realized what it meant to manage remote workers from a tax perspective, from a legal perspective, from, from all types of financial questions Mm -hmm. and States trying to exert their own influence and and make determinations that, that changed very quickly. Right. But, But that was also super fast acceleration and allowed smaller cities to to grow in ways from real estate perspective that we would not have. I mean, Charlottesville certainly benefited from DC type X migration. Well, I thought a lot of the markets we operate have, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, the face of some of these small to mid-sized markets. And we've typically gone into what we call secondary and tertiary and markets. And the, the face of these these local these locales has changed. I mean, I look I look at places like Charlottesville and like Asheville and like Wilmington, um, and I could go right on down the list with almost every one of our locations. Is how much they've changed and the influx of people that have come into these mm-hmm. locations has been and amazing. We, and honestly, even the larger cities, the Raleigh Durham's that we're in, oh, yeah. the the type of development that's been happening and the way that that building construction, you know, residential construction has been happening since. And the development end, it's it's completely transformed since three years ago. Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, what would you, if y'all could pick one thing that you think will or you hope will or would like to see continue for the beyond the pandemic, what would y'all pick? You know, what what do I what do I hope? Yeah. Here, here's my hope is, I you know, I actually don't have this T-shirt, but. You know, for those of you that follow UVA basketball, you know, since Tony Bennett came came around, it was it's boring. Like UVA basketball is so boring. And it's gotten a little more exciting, sometimes not in the best ways, but a little more exciting over the last <laughs> um over the last couple of years with some more offense. But in the early days of Tony Bennett basketball, you know, UVA would win fifty five to fifty three or fifty three to forty nine and it was it was slow, methodical defensive. Yeah. I would love if we got into a market that was boring and it was, we increased sales, sales increased every year by 4% and prices went up by 2.9%. And look, I know that the, there's might be some economists listening to this would say, would raise their hand and say, well, if that happens, then you haven't thought about the repercussions and this and that, but it would be nice to get into a market where a buyer would come in on a Wednesday and they could look at 14 houses between Thursday and Sunday, go home to wherever they're moving from, think about it for two days, make an offer, get a home inspection, uh, know what they're buying, and, and, and go from there. And a seller would also know, hey, if I list my house, there's a pretty dang good likelihood it's going to sell within 65 to 90 days. Yeah. Right. So I would love for the market to get boring. We kind of took mine. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think the the thing that I want the pandemic or this market to carry forth, 
I think is going to be the, the cooperation of the agents, both within NEST, because um, we have incredible agents, um, but also with the, you know, I think that just, I want the community of realtors to continue working well together. Because I think it was one thing that, again, in a relatively small market, we have, what, 1,500 agents, give or take? And, a little lower, but yeah. Yeah, and, you know, 20% do most of the business, as in most markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we have a strong community here in Charlottesville, and I assume it everywhere else. And just for us to keep working well together and respect each other. Because and, and, it, was, it was nice of, you know, checking on people. I remember doing things for other agents of, oh, you've got COVID. <laughs> you know, fine, no worries. We'll take care of it. You know, it was, it was a camaraderie, I think, that I think in a lot of ways had been lost in the previous market and really sort of rebounded. So my hope for the out of pandemic is just just be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I look at what our our agents do for their clients and how we how we are really trying to raise a level of professionalism. And I think what would I like to see moving forward is that you know, there has been a a view of there's such a shortage of inventory that we don't necessarily have to take every step. But I think the reality is when we're now sitting in front of sellers, we're having to put our best foot forward because every agent wants those listings because of the shortage of inventory. And so what really has happened is while the houses may be able to um, kind of garner a higher price point because of the shortage, I think the agents who are professional in this are standing out more right now than they ever have. And there is a huge notice, not just among agent communities, but I think among among the public of what agents are doing their job and who's worth what we, what we charge as, as, you know, for fees. And I think that is a huge positive. I think the transparency of fee structure has gone up over the last few years for buyers and sellers, agents both. And I think that's going to continue. And I think that's going to be positive for, for the agents who are good, they're going to be able to continue to show value. I think the agents who are not are going to have real problems in 2023. I think that is that has been my big thing, is this is not going to be an easy market to be an accidental agent. And there are a lot of people who've succeeded as accidental agents, and I do not think that's going to be the case moving forward. They've got to be intentional. Agreed. i got one more hope. Keep doing the pod consistently. Every, every time we need to get the schedule, we'll get it done, and we're going to keep moving forward. I have one last hope on that, and that is that this is maybe we, maybe we have one more pod that we record in this room before we have a new office that we're going to be able to build out and move into, and, and we'll be recording in the new office next, time, next go-around. Yeah. There you go. We will. We also need to figure out what, what bi-weekly means. Is it semi-weekly? What is it? <laughs> bi-weekly? Is it, I don't know. It, it, I Googled it. I look at Meredith, you know, at, at the dictionary. No one knows. We're doing this twice a month. We're we're, we're (laughs) doing two pods a month, whether that's semi-weekly or bi-weekly. Semi-monthly. Twice a month. All right, y'all. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. See you.